0: Hello, friends, and welcome to Sleep Tight Stories. I'd like to say hello to Cecilia, who is listening from Cambridge, Massachusetts. Hello to Becker, and hello to Eva in Sydney, Australia. Happy belated birthday to Faye in Sausalito, California, who turned 8 on June 2nd. Happy belated birthday to Tessa Martin from Farmingham, Massachusetts, who turned 10 on June 5th. Happy belated birthday to Owen from Braintree, Massachusetts, who turned 6 on June 6th. Happy belated birthday to Ivy in Inglewood, California, who turned 6 on June 6th. Happy belated birthday to Evelyn Matilda in Hanover, Germany, who turned 10 on June 7th. Mom and Dad love you very much. Happy belated birthday to Gina, who turned 9 on June 8th. Mama and Papa and the Cats love you so much. Happy belated birthday to Asher from Knoxville, Tennessee, who turned 8 on June 11th. Happy belated birthday to Kim Joo-won in South Korea, who had a birthday on June 12th. Happy birthday to Lucy in San Jose, California, who turned six on June 13th. Happy birthday to Alabama Rose from Athie County, Kildare in Ireland, who turned seven on June 14th. Lots of love from mom, dad, and sister, Harley. Happy birthday to Aria from Asterville, Ontario, who turns 12 on June 14th. Love forever, mom, dad and autumn. Happy birthday to Haley from Braintree, Massachusetts, who is turning eight on June 14th. Happy birthday to Ambrose from North Tonawanda, New York, who is turning six on June 15th. Happy birthday to Evelyn Stewart from Waterloo, Ontario, who is turning nine on June 15th. Happy birthday. Mommy loves you to bits and pieces. Happy birthday to Ruby from Vail, Arizona, who has a birthday on June 14th. Happy birthday to Oliver Bogard from Philadelphia, who is turning five on June 16th. Happy birthday to Natalia Céline from France, who is turning seven on June 17th. Always remember that Tete loves you no matter what. Happy birthday to Zuri, who is turning seven from Mom and Nanny. Happy birthday to Adalia, who is turning 8, and Eloyan, who is turning 5, from Willamette Valley in Oregon. Happy birthday to you all. I hope you have a wonderful day. Shoutouts and birthday wishes are one way we give thanks to our supporters. If you would like to support us and receive more bedtime entertainment like this, all ad-free, please visit our support page at sleeptightstories.org slash support. Thank you. Esther is going to get the map and go and find her father. She packs a small bag and heads out of the house. The map guides her on the path and Esther is excited. She has some struggles getting through the vegetation. But when she gets to where the portal is supposed to be, it's not there. She sits down and cries until she notices something on the tree. She gets up, and the map continues to glow as the center of the tree starts to shimmer and sparkle. Esther takes a deep breath and takes a step inside. The Magical Book of Dreams, Part 12. After stepping through the portal, Esther's heart started racing with a mix of excitement and fear. The moment her foot touched the other side, she was instantly enveloped in a constantly changing mix of colors and sounds. As she was transported to a place Unlike anything she had ever seen. Gone were the serene meadows and gentle streams that she had seen at the entrance to the portal, nor the quiet calmness of Shirewood. It was replaced by a scene that seemed to breathe with magic. Everything was blurred, like she was walking faster than the fastest dragon. She saw towering trees with leaves of every imaginable hue stretching towards the sky, their branches adorned with glowing orbs that emitted a soft, ethereal light. The air hummed with a mysterious melody, unlike any she had ever heard before, as if the wind was whispering secrets of the place she was to visit. The ground was spongy, like walking on the mossy growth surrounding a pond near her house. She shouldn't be able to move so quickly, yet she kept accelerating. Esther's eyes widened as she took in the creatures that darted past her through the air. Unicorns from the mystical forest trotted with rainbow-colored manes, their hooves barely touching the ground. Mischievous pixies flitted about, leaving trails of glowing dust behind them. People of all shapes and sizes ran past, and at her feet were tiny doors embedded in the flora and fauna that beckoned with the promise of strange and wonderful inhabitants within as she continued walking through what looked like an endless path in an incredibly varied, multicolor forest, her pace began to quicken, and she started to feel ill. The world she entered blurred even more. Her ears were then met with cascading sounds of nature, but all mixed together and presented all at once, The melodious trills of songbirds and calls of animals she couldn't recognize were mingled with the loud rustling of leaves. Far in the distance, she caught the distant laughter of fairies and the rumbling purr of cats, large and small. She felt heavier and heavier as she continued, Could the dizziness and the weight pressing down on her shoulders be a test? Test or not, with each step, Esther's determination grew, for she knew that within the unknown realm lay the answers she sought, the whereabouts of her long-lost father. She pressed on, ready to face whatever challenges she would have to face. Then She saw just ahead a bright white light. The colors, sounds, and her speed started to diminish until she was surrounded by darkness and was in front of what she thought must have been the entrance to the other side. She paused. Then she stepped through with a sound that resembled a rock falling into deep water. As her eyes adjusted, she looked behind her. The portal was gone, and the map she had held in her hand was blank. She had no way back to Shirewood. She was alone. Though not quite feeling herself, she had little choice but to press forward and assess her surroundings. As Esther walked slowly, she noticed how the landscape revealed itself in somewhat muted detail. Her realm's lush and vibrant colors were replaced by a palette of brown and gray hues and deep shadowy tones. The sky hung heavy with clouds that obscured much of the sunlight, making what should have been midday look like dusk. The terrain beneath her feet bore the scars of an ancient, forgotten turmoil. Jagged rocks jutted from the ground, their surfaces weathered and cracked. A dense mist clung to the air, swirling and twisting, obscuring distant landmarks and giving an unsettling sense of foreboding. She stopped to rest and sit on a rock. Esther had spent a great deal of time walking around the remote parts of Shirewood and was never concerned for her safety. But here, it somehow felt different. I can't continue to wander aimlessly about, she thought. So she called out. Hello? Hello? Are there any friendly travelers? There was no answer. Not even a stirring of animals in nearby bushes and trees. Hello? Again, no response. Seeing high ground vaguely revealed in the distance, she decided to walk farther down what she assumed was a path. After a time, she noticed to her right ruins that stood as a testament to some forgotten people or village. Dilapidated structures rose from the ground like skeletal remains, their crumbling walls adorned with faded, unintelligible carvings. The vegetation along the path she walked was twisted and gnarled, with thorns reaching out like grasping claws, warning her of the dangers hidden beyond. I had best stay on the path, she said aloud. The atmosphere seemed dense and heavy, as though the very air held a weighty sorrow. It was a place where hope seemed fragile and even the faintest glimmers of light fought to pierce the pervasive grayness. Walking slowly, she wondered what would draw so many people to this place. This is not the unknown realm of her imagination or what she had read or heard about. Stopping for a moment, she decided to call out again. Hello? Is there anyone there? No answer. Hello? Yes, I can hear you, as can every creature throughout the realm. Startled, Esther turned around, and standing behind her was a young girl dressed in worn clothes made from tough fabrics she couldn't recognize. Her face was rough with experience. My name is Araya. Stop yelling and follow me. You shouldn't be out walking in the glade alone. Araya started walking quickly and Esther struggled to keep up. As the distance grew larger, Esther said, Please slow down. I can't keep up. With a deep sigh and a scowl, Araya turned, and while walking towards Esther said, You are experiencing the sickness that every foolish traveler has when they come through the portal. It will go away on its own, but drink this and it should help you feel better. Esther hesitated as Araya gave her a sack filled with liquid. Sighing again, Araya said, I'm not trying to poison you. You foolishly came here without any provisions. If you don't drink this, you might not reach the village ahead. I'm sorry, Esther said as she grabbed the sack to take a drink. She was thirsty and took a large gulp. Then the bitter taste hit her. Ugh, what is this? This is how water now tastes here in the dark realm. This contains some essential nutrients and a touch of what little good magic is left. Esther started to feel better almost instantly. They started walking again. Why did you call this the dark realm? And where am I? And why does everything look so unhappy? Well, Arya paused before continuing. This has been the name of this place since Queen Morgana fell to the influence of bad magic. What was once light becomes gray. We have about an hour more walking until we reach my village. The elders will be able to help you with whatever silly quest you are on, but most likely they will have you growing food where food is difficult to grow. I'm not on a silly quest, I came here in search of my father, who traveled here many years ago. And, she said quieter, I'm not much of a gardener anyway. Everyone who comes here from somewhere else is doing something important. Gardeners are what is needed most. Ariah started walking faster. Why are we in such a rush? Is it not safe? Esther asked. It is not so safe for you, who does not know the ways of the glade. It's not like the kingdom you come from, I suspect. It feels different here. And though the vegetation looks similar, as do the trees in the distance, everything has a look of sadness, Esther remarked. It wasn't always this way. This land used to be vibrant and full of good magic. Uriah said with a tone that revealed she had told the same thing many times before. You see, long ago, our Queen Morgana was not always the embodiment of such sadness, such malevolence. She was once a fair and just ruler, beloved by her subjects, and admired for her wisdom and kindness. However... Her fate took a turn when she stumbled upon a strange artifact hidden deep within the realm. Unbeknownst to her, the artifact held an old evil magic that whispered promises of unlimited power and eternal youth. Queen Morgana had been getting on in age and couldn't move as far or as fast as she once could so the empty promises the artifact proposed came at her weakest moment. Queen Morgana succumbed to its temptations, unaware of the corrupting influence it would have on her character. As she embraced this bad magic, it gradually twisted her once pure intentions and clouded her judgment. The magic came to control her, feeding on her insecurities and ambitions, until she became a mere puppet of its malevolent will. Under its influence, Queen Morgana's heart grew cold, and her kindness and compassion withered away. She became driven by a thirst for even greater youth. The more she used her newfound abilities to subjugate her subjects, the younger she became. Our once benevolent queen has become a tyrant, ruling with an iron fist and showing no mercy to those who dared to oppose her. The artifact has also had an effect on all the good magic that used to help make this realm full of color and light. That is why nothing wants to grow or show color. That is why everything looks gray. Esther kept silent, not knowing exactly what to say. But as she took a breath to ask more questions, Araya said, enough talking for now. We must get to the village soon. The rest of the walk was in silence. Though she felt better after having drunk from Mariah's flask, Esther felt tired. The walk was brisk but manageable. She had no real concept of time. She knew it took a great deal of effort to reach the portal, but how much time she spent inside the portal, she didn't know. Perhaps it was the gloomy nature of this place that drained her energy. Before long, they came to the edge of what was the village. You would miss it if you weren't looking for the place or knew it was here. Its people and structures hidden to all but the most trained eye. Esther knew that if she wasn't being guided by Araya, she would have never found it and would likely still be wandering about the glade. The village was a motley collection of moss-covered stone cottages, their walls adorned with climbing vines and lined cobblestone paths that wound through the heart of the community. Though dusk, there was little in the way of light, and though there were pots similar to what they used in shirewood for lamps, they were not lit. No fairy magic to light the paths, or the cottages. In the central square, a fountain stood, but no water flowed from its center. The people went about their business largely ignoring Esther's arrival, and their quiet smiles as they worked gave some semblance of normalcy in what Esther felt was a sad place. Mumbling to herself, Shirewood seems absolutely exciting compared to this village. Stopping at the village center, Araya said, we must wait here. Before Esther could ask questions, a voice behind her said, welcome to Elderwood. Esther turned around to see a vaguely familiar looking elderly woman walking towards her, smiling with an outstretched hand. A common greeting in Shirewood. My name is Eliza. I am the village leader. I'm sure you have as many questions as I do. It's been ages since I have talked to anyone from Shirewood. Follow me and we can enjoy some hot tea and food. I'm sure you must be hungry. And that is the end of this part. Good night. Sleep tight.